I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to that Chelsea podcast for podcasts that just loves winning games of football. I'm joined for the second time this season by Jam, Carefree Jam. And Jam, it's a lot happier occasion than when we first spoke this season, isn't it? <laughs> I've actually got a smile on my face. So I'm not scared of it either. Do you know what I mean? I'm not looking forward to Chelsea watching it behind my sofa or anything like that. I'm actually buzzing here. I'm happy. And uh, look, Nick, I can't remember the last time I saw you smile either. So big up. <laughs> Yeah, I know exactly. It's been it's been a long, long time. And returning to the podcast, it has been long, long overdue. But I have got it back. It's Kamal at Lumpus CFC, one of the great Twitter accounts out there. Pulisic wind up merchant. Uh, Kamal, how are we doing? <laughs> What's going on? It's been way too long. Um, yeah, I appreciate it once again. I know we've tried to sell, you know, multiple times, and just timing hasn't worked out. But yeah, I always appreciate it, and uh, pleasure to be on. And we're back to winning ways. So I can't. Actually, in retrospect, thank God I wasn't on last season because it was kind of depressing at some point. Yeah, indeed, indeed. After after Juventus, it was pretty pretty near. Um, Kamal, sticking with you as always. Your guests, I get them to give themselves a plug. So, where can people find you for just some some brilliant tweets or, or on food on Chelsea <laughs> and just winding up the US men national team? Yeah, so if you if you enjoy the banter between the US men's national team and and Pulisic specific, um, yeah, just at Lampard CFC as well, where my content is. That's that's pretty much all I've got. I'm not like Jam with a Linktree account with all these other things, but that's, that's pretty much it. Nice one, nice one. And Jam, why don't you tell people where they can find you and also the great work that Chelsea Social do? Do you know what? I just got to say, I'm buzzing to be on with Kamal, my brother over there, my uh, brother right, from Kingston. Right. Remember those times? Um, but yeah, look, uh, you can find me at carefree underscore jam on Twitter, um, Instagram, um, TikTok as well. It's all the same. So search them up, you'll find me and obviously one of the co-owners of the Chelsea Social and the CFCW Social team. Those links will be in the description below. Make sure you check both guys out. 
Before we get into the podcast, I've just got to do a quick bit of admin. So that is to remind you that support for that Chelsea podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below the waist grooming. Their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 6 million men, and if my math is correct, that's 12 million balls worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer that we have for you. Get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code CHELSEAPOD at manscaped.com. Now, I was kindly sent the performance package 4.0, and like Conor Gallagher off the bench at Crystal Palace the other week, this package is a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance box briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. Now, first off is the lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming, and dare I say, the greatest ball trimmer ever. It will help clean up that mess down there, better than Kepiris Balaga, the Aston Villa today, keeping that clean sheet. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 4000K LED spotlight should you need a more precise shave. Some might call it the Sesc Fabregas of trimmers. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor and everyone's a winner there. Now, like watching that Mason Mount free kick sail in, you no doubt thought that was good. But do you want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. It'll get all up in your business, like former Blue Diego Costa looking for a scrap. Next up, we have the Crop Reviver, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner, which will change the way you ch- way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say this, fellas, your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts of their performance package 4.0, the Manscaped boxes and the Shed Travel Bag. I mean, the Travel Bag is called the Shed. You know you want this. It's time to take care of yourself, so go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with code CHELSEAPOD. That's 20% off and free shipping with code CHELSEAPOD at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com and use code CHELSEAPOD. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Right. Lovely stuff. Admin is out the way. Jam, let's get to it. We started, we went to AC Milan, and we have an absolutely abysmal record in Italy. We hadn't won in Italy. Since the Claudio Ranieri, Ranieri days. So it had been a long, long time coming for Chelsea. But Jam, that was pretty damn comfortable. That was a pretty easy, stress-free night. And obviously, I guess the only downside was losing Reese James, who will we get onto in a minute. But Jam, Mason Mount is the person we're gonna he's gonna probably feature a lot this episode, but we're just gonna start with him. His performance against Milan. He gets the ball rolling, wins that penalty, and it's you know, and he gets us off to the perfect start. Yeah, he does. Do you know what I always like with Mason Mount, even when he's not really on it? And, he, you know, he's had a few struggles this season, but he just has this intensity that I think a lot of our players lack at times. Like, you know, even today against Milan, we saw it a couple of times. Like, he just has this intensity that's superb. I, I, I absolutely love it. And as a bare minimum, I think that's such a great building block with football. It sounds very basic, but not everyone has it. And I think against Milan, he was buzzing. He was, it looked like he was actually relishing playing up against Fikaya. He, he loved it. Like, I think even a few times they had a, a few little bumps with each other and things like that. He just relished it. Like the San Siro, the guys collecting these stadiums on his, on his portfolio, you know, getting goals in these, against these big teams at these big, famous away grounds. He's doing it all. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that, that turn for the penalty on, on Tomori was brilliant. I think, he did what he could and, you know, Vic's been very unlucky there. But I was just so happy with Chelsea as a whole. Like, it was just a functional game. We did what we had to do. 
yeah, we got we got it stuck on us a few times by Milan, but you expect that from the Serie A champions. Like we did what we need to do, and it's enough. And now we're top of the league, top of the group. Yeah, no, exactly. Mount winning a penalty, Tamori Vos getting sent off, and Jorginho slotting us one nil ahead. And from then on, it was pretty comfortable. And then not too long after, Kamal Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, Chelsea's kind of man of the moment in the Champions League, that was his second consecutive goal against Milan. He's done very well over both games. And again, it was just a really nice, simple team goal. I think Kovacic ball into Mount, who he just, you know, passes. And there's Aubameyang actually gets there before Sterling and Aubameyang just calmly slots home and it's 2-0. And at that point, we're, we're, we're cruising. Yeah, it's just instinctive, isn't it? It's just we're something we've lacked. Someone who just, like, wants to score goals for fun. I mean, his record at, at Arsenal towards the end of his career was kind of dwindling, so I was kind of sceptical. But when I saw his record at Barcelona, it was, like, 11 goals in 18 games, if I'm not mistaken. So it was pretty... Pretty impressive. And, you know, it's everyone talks about the number nine curse and this and that. And I know it's only been, what, three goals, but it already seems like the fan base thinks like he's already lifted that curse. It's just early days, but so far, so good. Instinctive finishing from him. Um, and an open play assist from Mount. I mean, apparently he doesn't do those, so can't can't complain. Yeah, no, exactly. That at the time that was Mount's third open play assist in two games, so not bad. And as Jam said, oh. he is he is dropping classics at uh, some of the great stadiums, the Santiago Bernabeu, the San Siro, exactly. Mason Mount doing bits, and you know he was so good, he got subbed off at halftime and still won man of a match. So that is how dominant sure. he was. Um, yeah, I say Chelsea were really good. Milan didn't threaten too much. Kepa didn't have too much to do. Chelsea were were pretty solid defensively. Thiago Silva at the back again, reliable. Koulibaly again, pretty good. And it was just really, really solid. But Jam, we've got to get onto it. It was a blow. And for whatever reason, whenever we beat Italian sides in Europe, it comes at a cost. And that Reese James injury was a blow. Obviously, we think back to Juventus last year where Chilwell's got essentially a season-ending injury. Fafana got injured in the first game against Milan and out for a period of time. And now Reese James. It was the perfect night that was just just left that little bit, just took that little bit off that performance in there. Just knowing we've now got no Reese James till the World Cup. And obviously from an England perspective, whether or not he is actually fit to play any part in that competition, we will wait and see. But that is not really relevant to us right now. We're just focused on Chelsea. But that is a big blow, not having him now till till we return after the World Cup. Massive blow. Massive blow. You rarely see a Reese stinker. Like maybe there's been one this season, I think. But every other performance is always a 7 out of 10 plus. Um, he's our best player. He He is our best player. Um, and we are going to miss him at both ends of the pitch. I think he's improved defensively. You know, his his strength is unreal. His creativity, his finishing. Look, there's a lot to miss about him. And, you know, you have to look at the person that's going to be substituting him, substituting him for him. More likely than not, it's going to be as people most of the time. He just can't hit the same levels. So it's a massive blow. I think he's out for eight weeks. Um, and... Man, what is it with us in this time of season when we lose a player like this? It's just frustrating. I know we've got Kante out as well. That's the kind of thing that could derail us, really, because we've got games every three, four days coming up. Like, we we really didn't need this right now. Rather, it was at the start of the season, you know? But, look, it is what it is. It's just the way it happened was so frustrating because it looked innocuous. It looked like nothing had happened. Um, You know, even played on for a bit and then sat down again. At that moment, you kind of knew something was wrong, but... Didn't think it would be as long as this. But then again, you could say that we're probably lucky that he doesn't need surgery. You know, we maybe can say that we've gotten away with it. Uh, let's just hope, I think Kamal said this actually, let's just hope that 
it doesn't turn out to be like Chilwell's or he thought, thought he didn't need surgery. And then it turns out that he did. And then obviously he would be out for a bit longer than it would have been at the start. So let's wait and see what happens. I think Chelsea can actually be optimistic now. I think we will be all right because what I've seen from Potter in, a lot, in the first, what, five, six games, something like that, he's been happy to rotate the squad. Yeah, maybe he's been forced to, but I, I don't really see too many issues with doing that like we've won our games so actually maybe the squad's actually buzzing with him because they know they're going to get their chance so it might not be that bad in the end we'll have we'll have to see yeah indeed only time will tell but no doubt a big big blow and we wish Reese a speedy recovery but Kamal you know just kind of ending on a high point going into these Milan games we started our group bottom win our top yeah. we have dispatched the Serie A champions and a European giant pretty comfortably it's early days still with Graham Potter and, and we do know have the caveat that Milan were without some players injured and Tomori did get sent off in the second game. But again, even you know, early days of Potter, does it still kind of seem to you that Chelsea in Europe are still just a different beast to what they are domestically? The way they set up, the way the game's played, the style, do you just you still think even though Tuchel's no longer here and we know how much of a great tactician he is, the early days of Potter that you know we can still actually do go on quite a good run in the competition this year? A hundred percent. Um the the players for the most part, if yeah, you look at the percentages, it's probably what like 70 80 percent of them have all played Champions League games to a high level. You know, Koulibaly comes in, but he's played Champions League games with, with Napoli. Aubameyang, all right, hasn't really done it with Arsenal, so I'll leave him out. But Sterling, you know, he's 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 been there and he's gone to the final against us. And you know, half the squad, you know, the turnaround hasn't been too much, so they're experienced at this level. And you know, I think the heartache from from last year is still going to drive them. You know, they're just champions two years ago. So, yeah, the experience is there. I think Chelsea are always going to be, well, I hope anyway, going back to that level when it was like, you know, the early 2000s to that that decade on, you know, 2000 to 2010 was consistent quarterfinals, semifinals, semifinals and finals and so on. So I think we're going to be that consistent team. And, you know, when it comes to the squad setup in general, I do think we're kind of built to be a cup team that goes on runs. Um, that can just knock over teams like when it when it matters most. It's just that we we haven't seen that longevity come in when it comes to like a, a league run because like like you just mentioned, like injuries kick in and you know sustaining that level. But when it comes against the one off team when we have to win, it seems like the squad's up for it. Yeah, no, indeed. And as said, Chelsea now in a great position where you know that if they go and win in Salzburg and Zagreb failed to beat Milan, then Chelsea will have secured top spot in their group as well, which looked a long shot just a week ago. So again, amazing what a week can do in football. We're going to leave Milan there. It was a pretty positive trip. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. 
Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We move on to Aston Villa and Jam. We actually weren't that good. We actually weren't that good. But credit to us, Mason Mount again and Kepa Ariza Balaga, the two probably standouts to me today. The difference between us, you know, winning that game and not. Oh, 100%. Remember what I said earlier about intensity and not every player having that? Today was a day for intensity. You could just see, you know, when you go to certain places, Leeds, Southampton, oh, look, we lost those games. Aston Villa away. You know, these weird, tricky away games where the crowd getting into the into the players and they're just going to stick it on you. Boy, today was tough. But Mount was up for the challenge. Kepa was up for the challenge. And I've just got to take a, f- a few words um for, for Kepa, man, like when he became, when it looked like he was going to be number one under Potter, I mean, it looks like he is at the moment. When it looked like a few games ago when Mendy got injured, the amount of beef I saw in the TL, understandably so to an extent because of what happened in what two, three years ago with some of his performances. I think now we just need to back him and just be like, look, we've got faith in you, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's change the mindset here, the narrative of Kepa. Just be behind him. Because he was superb today, and he has been. I think this is his, what, fourth clean sheet in a row? That's good. When's the last time Chelsea won four games with a clean sheet? 2016, December 2016. So, you know, we're, we're looking we're looking good. We're going the right way, and Kepa was a massive part of it today. When we needed him, we didn't protect him, but he protected us. So, big up Kepa. And, yeah, Mount, just the intensity. Look, he made his own luck. Yeah, Mings obviously gave him that assist. He was another Disney character today, as I've been saying. There's a few Disney characters on the pitch, but Mings was one of them, and he gave Mount that ball, and he was like, thank you very much, back of the net. And then even the even their keeper today was a Disney character, and Mount just stuck it in on him. So we took what we got given, um, and, yeah, we don't really want to... Uh, talk too much about this game some of the things I saw my god but it is what it is sometimes you get lucky and we move on to the next one don't we yeah exactly. indeed Kepa Ariz Balaga made seven saves while keeping a clean sheet against Aston Villa his most saves without conceding in his top flight career so again that it says testament to Kepa he made some big saves particularly the header from point blank range against Danny Ings and as for Mason Mount aged 23 years and 279 days he's the second youngest to score 25 goals for Chelsea after a certain Ezen Hazard 23 years 271 days not bad from young Mason there and yeah Kamal again it was one of those given the given Chelsea probably you know this sort of period of time we've been had relatively kind fixtures for Potter to start you know Palace completely out of form Wolves and Aston Villa side that really struggled against goals this season. But it's been important that Chelsea have actually got these wins because as we saw early in the season, lost at Leeds, lost at Southampton. And again, it's just crucial because it just helps build a bit of momentum now, doesn't it? Absolutely. Um, you know, we're, I think I tweeted it myself. It was, what, it's six games now, uh, five wins, a draw, 12. I think it was 13 scored and two conceded. So the structure's there. You know, we're, we're you know, we're, we're trying to, to build a more pleasant on the eye team so I think today was just an anomaly based on the other performances we've had but you know this it happens as long as you get the result at the end of the day that's pretty much all that matters um it did look proper shaky at times that jam said it wasn't it wasn't fun on the eye at all um you know two you know like a a set piece goal which was fantastic but the early one an amazing amazing assist by Tyrone Mings um with Gary Southgate watching you know if there's if that man has any, you know, just, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, just any 
if I may say Bulls, sponsored by Manscaped, but you know, like if he has any of that, <laughs> he cannot be he cannot, he cannot be taking him to the England squad. Like this guy is just constant, like constantly doing things wrong. But that's 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 a part that's a different discussion. But you know, the, typical Chelsea. You know, this is one of those games where we just don't do really anything. I thought we we controlled the second half, in my opinion, um, for the most part, anyway. You know, the, the subs definitely made a massive difference, in my opinion. Koulibaly came in, you know, like, showing up the defence. Aspi actually looked solid for the most part. And then Connor bringing in some structure to the midfield and Jorginho just dictating play when he came on. So, second half was, in my opinion, a lot better. But first half, my God, without Kepa, we, to be fair, the Kepa of old, who knows? He probably would have gone, like, what, 3-1 down, 4-1 down at some point. It was It was not fun to watch at all. Yeah. But we won. Indeed, indeed. It was very, very nice to see. And I said, as a result, again, you know, with Man United only drawing again, we've got a li- little bit more of a gap from fourth to fifth place. As I said, win our game in hand. We're only one point behind Manchester City. It's kind of mad how after the start we've had, we're in the position we're in. And, you know, if we can put a run together, but we've already started, if we can keep this run going, then who knows what will be. And it's just amazing what a few results does in football and what it does for the mood, because now we're in a lot happier place now prospects for the season certainly look a lot brighter said so we don't need to talk about individuals too much you know in this section we have got some questions on, on some players performances they say it wasn't amazing I'll just say a quick word I think Ruben lost to cheek in these last you know week again has just been solid for Chelsea mm-hmm. he's just you know being a solid performer out there for Chelsea Thiago Silva again the standard every week Thiago Silva very solid performance one error today but you know that didn't get punished but aside from that he's been been very solid and yeah it's just it was just nice it's also nice to see, you know, the contrast of Chelsea under Pot that we'd had, you know, three really good performances in a row. The manner of which we beat Milan twice and Wolves are meant to actually sort of grind a win out today, you know, show quite a lot of character, you know, faced a lot of attacks, a lot of pressure, and we dealt with it well. So that was also very nice to see. Gonna move on to listener questions, and we have got quite a few. And one player in particular who came under fire, who we're gonna talk about now, Mark Cucarella. First part, did we waste a lot of money on Kukurella since his first performance when he was composed? He's looked rushed and flaky. Connard, thoughts about Kukurella's performance. Manan, thoughts on Kukurella's performance at that centre-back, considering we paid big money uh, because of his versatility. I felt it was a huge disappointment. Jam, let's start there. Kukurella was one of those that was subbed at half-time. For a man with fabulous hair, that was a performance perhaps akin to Sideshow Bob. It was... (laughs) Yeah, it was not great, shall we say, at, at performance at left centre back. Just, just your thoughts on, on watching him play, and, and you know, thankfully getting subbed at half time. Look, I always think that um, any player in the team can have that one game a season where you have an absolute stinker. It happens. Even Reese has had one this season. Don't forget that there was one. He, he looked like he was a clown. Unfortunately, we have to say as it was, and it happens. It does happen. So. I'm not looking at this game, this performance today and thinking it's a long-term thing. Yeah, maybe he's been a bit underwhelming sometimes, but today was a joke. Where I said earlier, Disney characters, he was the chief Disney character today. I was calling him Cinderella in my review. But it was genuinely, I've ne- I just, he. it's like he got paid off by Villa. It was bad. It was so bad. We know he could do better than it. So by saying this, this I don't mean this is like abuse. I mean it is having a laugh about how bad the performance was now in hindsight 
We got the result. He came off at half time. So he couldn't even pass the ball. He could he couldn't control the ball. His positioning was off. He was throwing himself into tackles that didn't exist. And there was one time he threw himself in the air and completely missed the player and the ball. But <laughs> yeah, it's just it, it happens, man. You get those days. I honestly would urge anyone listening to this not to look into it too much beyond this one game, unless a string of games this bad happen. I think he's still absolutely fine. I'm glad we've got him. You know, good competition for Chilwell, depending on what formation we play. Um, so, you know, perhaps we've discovered today left centre-back might not necessarily be as easy for him to play as we first thought. But let's keep watching. Let's keep watching. No, indeed. And as I said, he wasn't He wasn't great today. Um, you know, I think he's also probably partly responsible for Ben Chilwell getting that yellow card in first time to make that challenge. But look... Credit to Graham Potter. He said afterwards, Mark Cucurella as a left centre-back can work, but it didn't work so well today, so we had to adjust. The balance of the team is something we have to look at and find solutions. And look, it's early days. Potter is still finding what's best for this team. He's trying to, you know, give players opportunities, still trying to work out, you know, different things to work. And look, you know, we tried another thing today. We've got the result, but it didn't work. So that'll be noted. And for people maybe panicking about Cucurella, I'd just say, what were your opinions on Kaladu Kudabali even a couple of games ago before those Milan games? There's probably a lot of questions about him. A lot of people questioning what we paid for him and how good he was and I think he's actually been pretty solid since he came back in you know was very solid twice against Milan was solid against Wolves was solid when he came on today just give these players time I don't think we should be rushing to conclusions there's no doubt that that was a really poor performance for him today thankfully it didn't cost us thankfully there's no real consequences so we can kind of look back at it and laugh at it just yeah just something to keep an eye on as Jam said if it continues then there can be questions asked but you know a player who I don't think is set the world alight, but I think this would be the first game I've watched him where I've gone, you were really, really bored today. I've not prior to that seen anything really to suggest that. I just, you know, some indifferent performances and some average performances. But, you know, we'll just wait and see with Kukura, but nothing to, to worry about just yet. The next topic is Kepa Ariza Balaga. Shyam asked, do you think Kepa has probably made it difficult for Mendy to sneak himself into them with his performances over the last few games? Or do you still see Mendy coming back and being the ultimate number one. Um, and Dan Hill's questions, have a word on goalkeeping situation. How do you rate Kev's performances so far? The vulnerability still remains for me. Do either he or Mendy convince you as the long-term solution as goalkeeper? Kamal, because I mean, he said Kepa, he's coming under Potter, you know, Mendy, Mendy injured, presented Kepa with an opportunity. And to be fair, I don't really think he's put a foot wrong. We can obviously, you know, looking back at that Salzburg goal was like, he was part of a, 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 a trio of errors the build-up to that okay. goal, but since then, I don't think he's really put a foot wrong. Just your thoughts on Kepa Balaga so far under Graham Potter, and can he be, you know, a number one for us? And is he, you know, a long-term solution? Or is it just wait and see? I think it's definitely the latter. It's late and see, wait and see, sorry. Um, he's been phenomenal. I mean, well, phenomenal based on this game alone, in my opinion. I don't think he's really had a challenge up to this scale so far. I mean, the, he looks pretty, he's looked pretty comfortable every game. Um, but this one just, you know, he was he was outstanding today. Um, you know, the saves, the reactions, everything was just on point. Um, can he be a number one? I think, uh, I hate to say it and maybe bring him down to earth, but it, it, I think we've seen enough evidence over the last, what, two, three, four years that he's been a Chelsea player that maybe not. Um, I know he's still... In goalkeeping terms, he's not old by any means. And, you know, goalkeepers typically hit their prime around, like, 28 onwards. So, you know, maybe, maybe, but I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't 
say he's number one just yet in terms of long term. Um, in the short term, yeah, why not? Um, because Mendy, I want to say, Nick, if I, if I can just slate you just for a second, ever since you sent me that Watford video of you singing his name away to Shakira, um, <laughs> he hasn't been good. <laughs> he, just, he just hasn't been good. And, you know, Mendy, since that point, um, it, you know, just, I don't know what it is because his first, his first stint, his first little, you know, when he first came in was just phenomenal. He reached, I maybe it was because we had been so down on Kepa, we we thought that Mendy was like this great keeper. But in terms of performances in the Champions League and just, you know, performances against Brentford and like those, those ones stand out, he was fantastic. But since then, and more recently so, he's just looked off it. And specifically distribution has just been horrendous. So maybe he needs this little humbling in, t- in the sense of competition, like, oh, okay, Kepa's actually coming from a spot now, so I've got to improve all aspects of my game. But I, I don't know if... if I-, I would stick with Kepa just just for now anyway, because obviously he's on form. I wouldn't drop him for the sake of it. Um, I don't think that's fair, but, you know, sprinkle in some Mendy games in the cup and see how he does. But, but long-term, I, I, both of them kind of scare me, to be fair. I don't know what the solution is. Yeah, fair enough. Obviously, with Mendy, we still do not know what's happening with any potential new contract, etc. And that Kepa's not really put a foot wrong. Now, I do think vulnerabilities still remain. As good as Kepa was today, I still think there's time at corners. He comes and he flaps. Again, yeah. there's moments today. Did it today, yeah. Didn't get it. Wolves the other week. Again, it happens. He, you know, he's he's not perfect. But in terms of what his biggest weakness, which was shot stopping, he's been good at recently. So I don't want to be too down on him. He was good today, and he, we should praise his performance because that is arguably potentially one of his best games in a Chelsea shirt, if not his best. I can't remember a kept performance that good. So, look, credit to him. We have to wait and see. In the short term, I've got no issues with him being our goalkeeper first choice for right now in the immediate future. Who knows? Maybe that will come back to bite us at some point. We don't know. But Mendy was not showing anything to suggest that he was he was he should be number one either. So, we just have to wait and see. And look, Chelsea are winning games. And when you're winning games, you don't really want to change a winning team too much. Next question is going to have Jam licking his lips. Comes in from Jordan. Is Sterling's former concern, Jam? Is Sterling's former concern? Because today <sighs> I thought, you know, he didn't do much. He obviously had a great chance to hit the bar, which was one of the few good things Kyle Havertz did in terms of not falling over and managed to pass the ball to Raheem Sterling to give that shot away. Um, but in general, you know, Raheem Sterling has dropped off. He did, you know, considering also, I guess it's also important to know, considering how bad we were at the start of the season and how good Raheem Sterling was in comparison to that, I guess it is very noticeable to see a drop-off, but it is kind of clear that he's he's not quite been at, at the levels he was at the start of the season. Yeah, I mean, let me put this out there. People are going to think that it's, a, it's an agenda, right? Um, I do try my best to be objective. Sometimes bias comes into it in certain ways. Like, we're all fans, we're all human. So I'll just say that now as a disclosure. But um, everyone knows I have my thoughts before the season, but I was actually backing him after the start that he had in a Chelsea shirt. The first three, four games, he did really well. So, you know, it looked like it looked very good. Now, that was a different manager and a different way of playing on the whole. Maybe he hasn't adjusted to the new manager yet. So I'm going to allow that. Before I get stuck into it, I'm going to say that, you know, he's got time on his hands to adjust to, to Potter and hopefully nail down a, a, a position, a regular position, because that's another thing. He's been playing everywhere. So fair play to him. Now, we have to talk about the performances that have, have dropped off for a number of games. It's, you know, at the start of the season, he was dribbling past people. He was having more shots. And that's how he 
has to play to be effective in this Chelsea team. He must do that. And I don't think anyone could deny that. But then, as soon as I've asked question marks on the TL, I've had people saying, oh, we didn't buy him for goals. Sorry. Uh, okay. Okay, no worries. What have we bought him for then? Because if he's not dribbling past people, if he's not scoring, which was one of the main things as to why people gassed about him in the first place, what is he doing to be effective in his team right now? Those are the questions that I've got. I just think he's off form and maybe he needs a little bit of time on the bench. But then you've got to look at our alternatives and you think, no, 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 this guy needs to play. It's hard. It's really hard. So he needs to play himself into form is, I think, what I'm trying to say here. But we've got to say he's not playing well at the moment. He's not. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. He's set his standards high. These are his standards. So to say that he's not playing well doesn't mean that I hate him as a human. Because that's how people take it on the TL. And I know it's Twitter, but he's not playing well. Am I, I mean, am I wrong? I mean, come on, what do you think, honestly? Well, I think uh, free politics, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly. Um, Sterling, I feel for him because when, when I say free politics, I mean that with a little bit of jokes because with, with Potter, he's he's been left wing back and today he was right wing back. So it's like, I, I, like, like, like you said at a point, it's... You know, he has been played in multiple positions in the sense of, you know, he's not really at his his strength and his positioning and or how he can affect the team. Um, yeah, he has he has fallen off a bit in the sense of output. Um, but I do think he still offers a little bit more in terms of in terms of the overall structure and how we play. And I know, like you said, you know, he's uh, like you mentioned, he is there for goals and assists and creativity. But at the same time. He is one of the ones that does the, the dirty work, pressures, tackles, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, he, he has he has fallen off. There's just no doubt about that. But I think you said it best. You know, there are alternatives, but that alternative is is, is Hakim Ziyech, and it's Christian Pulisic. Who who? Let's be fair. I'll be. I'll hold my hands up. He does deserve the shot because you know I, I do have some objectivity in my, in, in my soul. <laughs> but he does. He does deserve it. I can hear the giggling. Um, he deserves it. He does. He does because you know he was great against Wolves and hasn't played since. So you know uh, you've got to rotate, and I'm sure we will. Because if I'm not mistaken, we've got a bunch of games coming up now, like thick and fast. So the rotation is going to happen. Um, I'm sure Sterling will be okay because, in my opinion, he's still a solid player in his peak. And you know, I'm not expecting 20 goals from him, but. You know, I still want, still want some. He almost scored today. I'm sure if he had scored that, maybe the whole kind of, you know, thought about him would have completely changed because he hit the ball with a great shot. So, you know, it's just it's a matter of inches, isn't it? So if he scores that, the whole narrative changes. Yeah, right. yeah I still right. think it's really, really quickly. Just to add on to that before we move on, you're you're absolutely right. You know, he's he's had a few chances, but I think he's had a few misses, and we know he's got that in his locker, but he does need to just get one of these hopefully and then kick on from there um so it's not all bad with him but you know we could shine a spotlight on any player and we could say any player's not playing well I was doing it with Mason Mount now look at him you know you could say he's not playing well when he's not and you could say he's playing well when he is so you know that's that's how I see football anyway yeah no exactly and look I'm gonna say I did feel a bit sorry for Christian Pulisic but he didn't start today whispering quietly but I did because he's not featured since you know we saw him against Wolves and Sterling I thought you know for Milan games was a bit near so again I kind of understand 
you know, a bit of frustration. Um, and again, Kai Havertz started, got subbed off at halftime. So again, there's, you know, I do feel for Pusic, I'd, I'd be surprised if Pusic does not get an opportunity in one of these, you know, next two games. I would be surprised. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him against Brentford. I reckon he should start against Brentford. We'll wait and see. But Sterling, yeah, I'm, I'm not too worried. He's, he's a top player. And yeah, we'll just wait and see what happens. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Next question comes in from Amovia. Has RLC regained his 2018 form? Ah. Oh. People are going to say it. Some people are going to say yes to this. I've seen Kamal nodding. I've got to say no, but that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing, Amalia, because he's a different player now. 2018-19, Ruben Loftus Cheek was our second best player behind Eden Hazard. Like that's how good he was. That is how good he was, and he was scoring goals. He was an attacking threat for us. He's got a different role now in that team. Plays a bit deeper. The fact Ruben Loftus Cheek still has a Chelsea career is a success in itself. I've said this, we've said it on the pod before. The fact he still is at Chelsea and has a big role to play with us is a success in itself, considering all he's been through. Has he regained? So he's he's back at a player that you know we can trust and we feel comfortable starting games for Chelsea. When you think about how Fulham fans were talking about him after his loan spell there, he's come a long way. Is Ruben Loftus Cheek ever going to get back to those levels we saw in 2018-19? I don't know, but those were such high levels, and he's performing at a pretty solid. 7 out of 10 level, where he does not let you down really at all. Jam, Kamal, any thoughts to add to that? I love Ruben. I don't think I could... Even if he stunk up, like, 20 games a season, I'd be like, nah, he's he's fine. Uh, I don't know what it is about Ruben. I think it's... Because in my generation, I haven't really seen anyone come through besides JT. So when when Ruben came through, I was just like, oh, you know, he's got everything. Because I actually followed part of his career in the youth team. And he was by far away, you know, the best player we had produced at that time. And so, you know, I just feel bad for him as well. I think, I think, to speak for most of the fan base, where we're just like, we want this guy to be so good. We want him to succeed. We want him to be electric. And we've seen what he can do, like you mentioned, um, with that sorry season where he was absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, we've seen him play for England and get call-ups and, and then his career just kind of like derailed with that inj- injury. And then, that Fulham season was just... I've got so many Fulham friends that were just like, he's the worst player they've ever seen. And they still say it to this day. Like, they don't think they've seen a player be that bad. And now you see him come in and he, he slots in and he plays perfectly everywhere. Like, right wing back. I think he played, like, DM at some point and pivot and just all these positions. It's just... He does a job. So, I love him for it. And, okay, he's not... You know, he's not obviously not 2018 level, but in terms of a squad player, I think he's more than that. I think... You know, you could start him in multiple positions and he'll be all right. So, yeah, I love the bloke. And he deserves to win a trophy with us as well because I don't think he actually has. Or every time he's been part of the squad, but he hasn't really started a final, if that's what you mean. If that's what I mean. So, like, with the Europa League final, he missed it, obviously. And then Champions League, he wasn't part of the squad. The FA Cup and the Carabao, we lost both last year. Yeah, so I want him to be a part of a starting team that wins a cup. Yeah, sorry, that was a long answer. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Jam, anything to add? Uh, yeah, I, I hear what Kamal's saying. I agree. Um, I think Ruben's just the, at the moment, and 
I'm not saying this with like hyperbole or anything like that. It's he is the ultimate utility man. That physical strength that he has, his height, you know, he's not a slow player and he's smart enough to play most positions. I think it's brilliant. Um, so I think at the moment where he is, he, even though he's not at the 2018 level, he's at a very good level for us in what we need him for. He's doing very well. You never come away from the matches this season thinking, oh, Ruben had a stinker. Never. That that actually hasn't happened with him. So, you know, he's solid, absolutely solid. Um and I think, you know, with the journey that he's been on, you know, footballers battle a lot with confidence. Everything is just confidence, confidence, confidence. And when you don't get a run of games either, like you start to to get, you know, you, you get you slow down a little bit mentally. Don't get used to all the little triggers. You don't react to things as quick as possible. So I think now he's really getting to that point where he's hot on it. And who knows, he could be an absolute wild card to even get into the England squad. He's been there before. You just never know. If there's an injury, look at Ruben, honestly. Yeah, no, indeed, indeed, exactly. I think with Ruben, I say don't, I don't think people should try and like see, compare him to get back to those 18, 19 levels because he's now just a different player in what we expect from him. Just, you know, just you know, celebrate that he's still with us, but he's still a crucial performer for us. And yeah, hopefully he can be a part of any successes moving forward. Next question comes in from Harry. Should Broja start against Brentford? I mean, Jam, Jam, come on. This is an issue one because Broja has not started a game for us this season. Obviously got that goal off a bench against Wolves. He's tended just to be used as a sub the last 15, 20 minutes. Is the, when is the time to just unleash him from the start? Now. Yeah, just now. Just give it, just give it, give him a shot. Because okay, Aubameyang, you know, he's done all right in, in the few moments he's had. But you can tell he's just like he's lost like a yard or two of pace from what he once was, and that's no fault to his own. He's just getting older. And Broger, when he's come on in every game he's featured, has just looked phenomenal in the sense of you know just battling with players in the sense of just aggression, um, just physicality, and his speed is kind of underrated too. So yeah, I, I would I would absolutely start him. Why not just see what he can do with a full ninety? You know, if he doesn't last the whole game, fair enough, but. In terms of just from the start and playing with the better players around him, in terms of link-up play, you know, if he gets a few chances, we can see what he did with that, with a chance against, you know, his last game was just a, kind of a goal out of nothing, really. So, instinctive finisher. And I, I would absolutely give him a shot, personally. Don't see why not. But nothing yeah. to lose. Fair enough, Jam. Obviously, you know, Aubameyang has started Chelsea's, you know, last two games up front. Um, he's been pretty solid. But again, you know, there's, this is a squad game. There are a lot of games we played this month. You know, again, you can argue, you've you got to be careful because these are two big games we've got coming up. But you also think there's got to be an eye on, as, you know, as good as Brentford are, and they did batter Man United during the season, there's got to be an eye on that United game already now on Sunday. We've got, you know, to deal, do the business midweek uh, with, with Brentford, but we've got, there's got to be an eye on that United game on Saturday as well. So is, is this the time to just unleash Armando v Brentford? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I don't mean to just be boring and agree with Kamal with everything he's saying, but that he's spitting, so he <laughs> is what it is. Um, no, I completely agree. Um, play him, play him. Because when you look at what he can bring to the team, um, I think he's got the attributes we would need up front. He's quicker than Aubameyang right now as well, um, which is amazing to say, but he is. Give him a go. Make that competition be a part of driving the team forward. So, yeah, say to Oba, look, Oba, can we? You need a bit of a rest here, mate. But if he goes and gets a goal, you might need to step up as well. Like, I'm not saying Oba hasn't played well, but 
you know, I think that competition could be quite healthy. And it's good for Brojar too, because Brojar, sorry, too, because he needs to know that he's got something to get, not this Jake Livermore five minutes here, there and everywhere. You know, like we need, he needs something substantial. He needs like 20, 30 minutes at a minimum, like here and there. I, I really do think so. So when you look at this uh, Brentford team, though, it's going to be quite a similar game to Villa away. They're going to play with intensity and we need players that can step up to that. Brogia, he's, he's got intensity. Do you know what I mean? Brogia, Mount, questionable if you if you want to play him in front of Man United. Okay, but intensity, um, Gallagher, intensity. We're going to need it under the lights away at Brentford. Trust me. So I'll definitely play him. I need to see somebody tearing about the pitch. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm just going to say go for it. Unleash Armando now. Just see what happens. And if the worst happens, we can bring on someone like Alba or Kai potentially 45, 60 minute mark. Just see what happens. Next question comes in from RJ. Despite the positive result, what did you put the luck Leicester performance down to? Tactics, individual efforts, Villa rising to the occasion. And then what did you make of Potter's response in the second half in terms of how we played and the substitution? Because Jam, there's no doubt that that was I like last performance. That was arguably that first half was arguably one of the worst performances of the Potter era. Probably, it probably is arguably the worst first half performance we've seen under Graham Potter so far. So, what do you kind of put down to? Is it just you know a lot of games catching up to us? Villa just you know were really really up for it. What do you you know? We've already kind of said the tactics with Cucurella at left centre back didn't really. Well, okay. Is it just like simply just a combination of just a lot of factors that, and ultimately on another that you know, but ultimately, thankfully, we got away with because Kepa was on one. Yeah, it is. I think you know, all of these games being played back to back. Even if you don't play, you're you're still part of the squad, and there's even a bit of fatigue you could get from that. You know, just being a part of the squad. So, um, I think it can catch you out in in weird ways. It just affects all kinds of variables. You know. Um, and you've got to see that Villa also hadn't played a game since what last week, I think. So, you know, they're fresh. They're waiting for us. They want every time they're beating us at Villa Park, it's been because of intensity. So they would have gone back to that and gone, look, let's just put it on them and see what happens. And that's what they tried to do. But they lack confidence. So, you know, they can stick it in the back of the net when maybe they could have done if they were confident. Um, not taking anything away from Kepa, but I think we're lucky that we're playing. Villa that's lacking confidence in front of goal at least um, but yeah I, I just think it's all these games catching up with us mixed with a few Disney characters in our team you know that that can never help when people are trying to clown about like that so you know Potter fixed it at half time well, you know we can't complain we survived we survived 1-0 half time great change it change it he did and we looked better we looked better and then obviously that second goal came at the perfect time so you need your, your your better players to step up with a bit of quality here and there sometimes to win these kind of games. I just think we just have to move on from it. You know, we don't need to necessarily think too much about it. I don't think we'll see that performance from the boys again, to be honest. Yeah, no, exactly. Fair enough. Final question comes in from good friend of the pod, good friend of ours, Patrick Larson. What a group of guests. Elite. Two questions. Do you think the number of chances we conceded today despite keeping a clean sheet is a problem as we head into much more difficult runner fixtures? Kamal, I guess, is it just ultimately it is a problem if we see that performance again against better sides? Because that was a very bad performance we've not seen for a, for a few weeks under Potter. Yeah, and I mean, to echo what Jam said, it's it's a combination of everything. I think, what, this was four games in nine days? Um, it's a lot for anyone. And just with travel, coming back, um, 
all the I know it's a sh- I know it's a real short trip, but just that that goes into it as well, right? And then you're rotating the squad the best you can, and I think Potter's done a good job of rotating. However, I think today he may have just been like, oh, I probably did a bit too much, um, because you know you're playing. Like the Sterling started out right wing back, and obviously as tactics changed, you know he he shifted Ruben there, but then you got Cucurella left centre back. And all these other kind of changes, like mount in the pivot with 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 Kovacic, and so all all these players are playing in different positions or rotating. So tactically, all is all kind of bit structure is all weird and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, like you said, if it continues, then it's like oh, this is we've seen this all far too often. But it's early days. Um, I do think so far we've we've been a lot better in in terms of creating chances. Um, besides this probably one game as an anomaly. Um, you know, just the, the stats prove it themselves, right? I think, like I just said earlier, it's like 13 goals in total in the in the six games that he's been in charge. So it's early days to to potentially freak out, but if it does continue, then it's more of the same. And then that's when we can freak out. Yeah, no, that was probably the most open we've been in a game for a very long, long time. So the most open we've, gained, we've been under is you compare that of the previous three games, the two Wolves, uh, two Milan games and Wolves, where we didn't give up too much. We gave up a lot today. And yeah, as I say, Aston Villa accrued a lot of XG, uh, but thankfully it did not end up in back on it. In fact, the final question is, what is it like to have humongous accounts on Twitter? <laughs> I mean, Jam, what's it like? <laughs> yeah, Jam's the only one who can answer that. I've got no idea. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a humongous account, but I mean, a little snapshot into it, which you boys will know. It's just sometimes you can get a lot of notifications with when something takes off. Um, we've all had tweets to do that. That's when it becomes a bit much, you know, when you're trying to sort of keep up on top of things. Um, and then when you have an opinion that people don't agree with, so I get a lot of that. <laughs> oh get a lot my god! <laughs> you know, you know what that's about, mate. Like tweet Chelsea oh, yeah. put something up earlier. I said, oh. Is uh, Sterling's former concern? I said yes, and what I meant by that was just concern in terms of there've been a few in a, in a row here, like eyebrows up. Not a concern is in oh my god, we we bought a rubbish player. Not not that far, but the, some of the reactions I had to that, oh my god, I was just like, come on, man, like ask me why I think this. Don't just batter me. But it was it is what it is. You, you know what it's like, guys. Anyway, you, you have the same. Kamal always doing it as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I enjoy no. it. I, I, I thrive off it. To be honest, I Shout thrive off the yeah. like, the, the you know, just the the constant, just a lack of understanding. It's that that's the thing about Twitter. The best. It's it's just a quick reaction. There's no nuance at all, right? And I think we all understand that. And I play to it. That's part of the account. That's part of the enjoyment I have. But it does get it does get annoying. But humongous account. I mean, I mean, Patrick Spot. He's like only like, he's not that far off. He's gonna get there. His his videos are amazing. He's probably hands down the nicest bloke on the platform. So love the guy. Just yeah. Keep doing what he's doing anyway. Big up stat Pat. Big up. That was very clever from Pat. He managed to engineer getting a compliment. That was very very clever asking <laughs> that question. But yeah, I mean, all I say is when you're a humongous account, just when you reply to Laura Woods, you've just got to be really clear by what you say when you reply. Otherwise, you will get cooked with your jam. But yeah, no, it's it's, it's all good. As I said, I, I can't relate, which is actually very bliss, not being a humongous account. It's lovely. It's lovely. I don't get any of that crap. Um, but right, that that's all the questions we got sent in this week. It was a pleasure. As always, I'm just going to let them 
give themselves one for the plug. So, Jam, where can people follow you and your humongous Twitter account? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so I'm on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. I've actually been doing a, f- a bit more on TikTok lately. Um, TikTok. So I'll go and check this out. Yeah, Jam, yeah, yeah. He's not doing sexy he's dances. Sorry, everybody. He's uh, not doing not sexy dances. No, no, I'm... I'm starting to rediscover myself in that app and I don't really pay attention attention to any comments. So it's kind of bliss. It's kind of bliss. Uh, anyway, uh, my handle's the same on all three uh, platforms. It's at carefree underscore jam. Um, and also check out the, the Chelsea social and the CFCW social. They've been doing bits as well. So uh, big up everyone that's listened to this. Yeah, make sure you check jam and the Chelsea social app. That link's be in the description below. And Kamal, where can people find you and your Fabulous, humongous Twitter account. <laughs> no, they can find me at Lumpus CFC. That's all I've got and that's all I want. Um, but yeah, no, I just want to again thank you again, Nick, for, for giving me the opportunity to speak. Um, yeah, I appreciate any, when anyone asks me to come onto their content. So that's really thankful for that. And, and yeah, if you want to listen or, I mean, view my controversial opinions, by all means, join in. But just keep it, keep it humble, all right? Let's, let's, let's not get too crazy. Lovely, lovely stuff. Kamal's link will be in the description below. As for us, we're on Twitter, about Chelsea Pod, on Instagram, about Chelsea Pod, we're on all your usual podcast platform products. If you're not subscribed already, then what are you doing? Subscribe. But you can search that Chelsea Podcast on whatever platform, and we should come up. Whenever I put out any likes, retweet goes a long way, puts it onto other people's timelines. And yeah, reminder, you can get 20% off at Manscaped and free worldwide shipping with code Chelsea Pod. And until the next episode, everybody, keep the blue flag flying high. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.